refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It's Money Mondays and that means we welcome back our money expert, Phil Bam, back. Now, before uh, we came on today, I did uh, text Phil, full disclosure, and I said I would like to talk about um, the new government announcements in regards to the minimum wage increase and also uh, the super increase. And my first question is WTAF. Uh, So... (laughs) The reason that we love Phil is because he, you know, talks to people like me, not in a condescending way, but he actually makes it make sense. So here to give you the juice on what the announcement was last week, Phil Bamback, welcome back to the juice. Yeah, look, I, I love that song. Every time I hear it, it just makes me happy, Louise. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, look, uh, I I think we can add on top of the 5.2% minimum wage increase and the half a percent increase in super that's going to keep going up until July 2025, I think we can add what people call inflation, what I prefer to call the devaluation of Of the dollar. dollar. That's really affecting us all. Yeah. And, um, you know, supply chain issues. There's there's many, many, many things that are uh, really hurting businesses at the moment. And these two, the minimum wage rise and the super increase are definitely going to hurt no matter what anyone says a huge amount of businesses out there that are struggling to you know to even break even and i I really should say that firstly i think we all as a society would would think that it's right for people to earn enough money to have a you know to have a house or to have shelter and to have food Um, i don't think anyone says that you know that shouldn't be how it is but um yeah, man, there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some trouble brewing out there. I think. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, we're we're quite open about the fact that I am a small business owner, and in my space in the arts, um, when the dollar gets tighter, it's always a challenge for us to operate because it's the first thing that goes. People can't do without petrol. They can't do without food. They can't do without um, their utilities. So if they need to cut back anywhere, usually, um, you know, it would be you know the kids' dance class or or whatever. It is so for me coming out of this pandemic, uh, particularly in 2021, and I've said this to so many people because I think it's a surprise to to people. They think, okay, everything's back to normal now, businesses are bouncing back. But I myself, in my personal experience, and I've spoken to a lot of business owners who feel the same, we're actually hurting more now than we were in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Look, everyone had a, a real shock. I think. Um, over the last however many years and a couple of rate rises and inflation as it is, mm-hmm. the discretionary spending is going to be cut. Yeah. It, it, people don't have an option. No. You know, it's, uh, I often talk about side hustles and make more money or, you know, lots of people actually don't have the capacity to do that. They're at, they're at their maximum capacity now, maybe, you know, working a full-time job and a part-time job and, you know, there's, there's things out there that you just can't change depending on your situation. So, yeah, discretionary spending is going to be hit hard and you are in the firing line for that. Yeah. Um, although, Louise, you know, <clears throat> luckily for you, you do deal in that space of children. Mm. It, it could be children and pets. So a lot of people will just spend their last dollar on their kids and pets. Yeah. So, you know. I've just had a very expensive vet bill. <laughs> my my dog dislocated his hip. Um, he's got a lovely pink bandage on, and um, yeah. yeah, I'm uh, twenty five hundred poorer. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, look, our little our little puppy I call our little dog the ten thousand dollar dog because it just costs that much to you know yeah to keep her alive. But that's what we do if we've got the money. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, look, it, it, it's tough out there and people are going to struggle. There's no doubt. So look, I, I do understand what's happening. I do see some upsides to the higher wages, mm-hmm. um, and there are some like you know happier staff, more productivity, less absenteeism mm-hmm. potentially. Um, higher wages may stop the churn that many businesses are experiencing with people chasing another dollar an hour here or another dollar an hour there. Yeah. It could stimulate consumer spending and add to the bottom line, but look, the biggest upside for me, and this is, um, you know, this is me being me, I suppose, just thinking the way I do, but yeah, uh, it mostly is going to benefit women because mostly it's women who are on the minimum wage mm-hmm. uh, and the m- minority workers and all the statistics and all the research around the world says that if we support and lift women up, uh, then we lift children out of poverty, we lift education, we lift, we lower the rates of um, you know domestic violence. There are a whole heap of things that could possibly be a wonderful benefit for the wage yes. increase. Yeah, yeah, and and look for you know. I, I do want to make it clear as well is that um, you know we all want to be. Uh, not not working for no reason. We want to we want to see those benefits. We want uh, our staff to be um, happy and well re- remunerated for what they do. Um, yeah. So okay, so there are some benefits, obviously. Now, what is the downside? Uh, I think the, the immediate downside for me, sort of, I'm in the insurance industry. That's one of the businesses I, I'm in. So I see a lot of we're seeing a lot of theft claims, as an example. Right. So we're, we're seeing a lot of tradies' tools being stolen, open-air tools theft. So I think as society gets more desperate, um, there's going to be a lot more theft, a lot more break-and-enters, a lot more violence potentially mm. in that space. Um, we're already seeing massive pressure on small businesses due to supply chain. Yes. Uh, they can't get, you know, I went out for dinner for my beautiful wife's birthday on Saturday night and there was not a salad in the whole restaurant we could order because there's just no rocket in Newcastle, apparently. No, there um, isn't. I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a small thing, right? But we would have ordered two or three salads because we do like our salads. Yeah. And so just that one thing stopped that business earning an extra, I don't know, whatever the three salads would have cost us yeah. that night to have. So there's a lot of pressure on supply chains, um, and it is hurting business profits. Um, many of the award reliant businesses, uh, and we're talking hospitality mainly, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and this is where a lot of the um, low-end workers often are, or low-paid workers often are, they were heavily reliant on um, these awards and, and the rate of pay, and they just haven't come back, in my mind, since COVID, and you're a classic example, I don't know. Yeah. You know what? What you're down, or what the dance industry is down, but I could almost guarantee across the board, um, many, many, many sectors are still twenty or thirty percent down. Maybe. Uh, yeah, for is, sure, for sure. I mean, yeah. I in in our sector, in the dance sector, it, it has been very heavily hit because our main our main um, enrolment period is January, and Omicron was going off its head at that point. Yeah, so yeah, the timing was terrible. The timing was awful. And I've even seen, and it breaks my heart, businesses that, I mean, we are very close in the dance community and there are businesses that I've seen actually start GoFundMes to keep open in the last yeah, couple wow. of months. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And it doesn't surprise me because it's tough out there um, at the moment for a lot of people. So, look, higher wages and super increases are also likely to be eaten up by inflation. I mean, it's nice to say we're going to increase the wages by 5.2%, but if inflation hits, you know, 7% like it has in the States or something like that, yep. you're actually still behind. Yes. It hasn't helped you at all. And I don't know what a lettuce costs now, but there's a lot of memes going around. It seems like they're $12 or something. So. Yeah, I saw a yeah. meme that said, um, you know, <laughs> go and seek some financial advice to prepare to buy your first lettuce. Yeah, prepare to buy your first iceberg lettuce, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I don't think the rising wages, this is my personal opinion, I don't think the rising wages are enough to attract and keep workers. Most small businesses that I talk to are struggling to find staff. Mm-hmm. In fact, all small businesses I talk to are struggling to find staff. So there's a massive under, well, I'm going to call it an underemployment problem in this country. There's just not enough people to do the work that we all need them to do. So I'm not sure it's actually going to affect um, all the things that are possible for the upside. I think that people are just going to take that money and um, and spend it on just normal things like, you know, mm. all the things that aren't discretionary, the things that you need every day, the fuel, the yeah, you know your your housing, your, your 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 kids at school or whatever else. So, I, yeah, I don't I don't really see it having to be honest a lot of impact on the upside. Yeah, um, because of the way that the current economy sits, really. Yeah, absolutely. So, what would you suggest for small businesses or for businesses in general? Um, look, it's this is kind of my bag. I used to play in this space a lot, so I've yeah. got a, a heap of stuff here. So we'll just roll through it. First of all, you've got to have and get solid advice from people you trust. So you really should have you know, trusted accountants, trusted financial planners, business coaches or, or whoever else. But the reality is a lot of people can't afford it. So, um, But there is a lot of good stuff online. So mm. get some solid advice. Um, a, a classic one that I used to use whenever people used to come into my um, coaching space was why don't we increase your prices by 20% tomorrow? And most people absolutely freak out. They, yes. they don't see it's possible. They think they're going to lose all of their clients, right? But there is a matrix. And if anyone ever wants the spreadsheet, just reach out to Louise and I'll get it sent to you. But there's a there's a, a matrix that says something like, if you increase your prices by 20%, you can probably afford to lose 20 or 30% of your clients and still make the same net profit. Mm. So it's, it's actually not as dangerous as you think. And every time we've increased prices by 20%, it's been less dramatic than the business owner would thought it was going to be. And in fact, they've always, except in one case actually, but generally they've always increased their profits over the longer term. Yeah. So increase your prices, don't discount. So alternatively, the flip side to that increasing your prices, if you discount to get work, you've got to increase your clients by 20 or 30%. Yeah. Um, which means you've got to spend money, you've got to have, you know, there's labour costs involved in that. So just don't discount whatever you do. Discounting is really dangerous. Some yeah. people will just accept reduced profits. That's a no thanks from me, but maybe someone needs to consider it. Yeah. Um, here's a controversial one. Some employment contracts do not state that super must be paid on top of your base salary. So in theory, as the super and uh, increases year by year, you could just carve that out of their base salary so that mm. the actual package doesn't increase. not suggesting that's the right or the wrong thing to do, but um, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of lawyer stuff going on in the background about that because some people are okay with it, some people aren't. Um, increase your workers' productivity. I can almost guarantee that most are not performing as well as you would like. And I think there's some kind of statistics like admin people, and with love in my heart to the admin people out there, don't hold it against me, but 
you, you maybe only do like 25 minutes of work an hour. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of non-productive chatting, uh, talking, not doing work that's productive in the workplace, and it's well documented. It's well known, so you can you know think about um, increasing your workers' productivity. Um, I actually have a structured meeting monthly with my people on whether they're costing me money or making me money. It's brutal. Yeah. But I want I want everyone. I want the admin staff to know that I think you're making me money or you're currently still costing me money. Um, and if nothing else, because most employees don't think like that, it helps them understand what levels of productivity they need to be at. Um, yeah. You know, to to make money. That structured feedback loop often will turn an unperforming staff member into a superstar within a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and I always advertise for key positions. So, <clears throat> again, brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that just means that my key people know that they're replaceable and we're always trying to grow. So if I've got – if I'm always interviewing for, for um, you know, positions that people currently have, it, I can tell you it drives productivity whether people like it or not. It doesn't really matter. It does drive productivity in our business. Yeah. Um, develop leaders in your team. Create effective business units. So three people doing one job or if three people can do one job, it's very difficult to blow up. Like we have some teams where, you know, I'll get one person, oh, I'm sick for the day. One person's got some other reason that they're not coming to work. At least I've got one person that can turn up and do the productive task. Mm. I like I like the EBUs. Um, and you know what? I, there's a couple of others there, but I think one of the most important things from my perspective is if, if you've got key people in your business, give them the golden handcuffs. You have to keep them. It costs so much money to yeah. train someone else up to do a key role. Um, and I think the last time I looked, it was like it costs you 50 or 60 grand to get wow. a new person in, to train them up, lost, lost profit, lost productivity, you know, because you're losing profit and productivity on the last few months or, or whatever of the last person going out. It's a huge cost to business. Yeah. So keeping and retaining key staff is, is you know, one of the key factors. And I, um, I call it the golden handcuffs. And, for some people, it's a percentage of the business. For some people, it's a bonus. For some people, you pay for their car lease. Yeah. Everyone's different. More time off, flexibility with their kids. Who knows, right? But the golden handcuffs. But those are some of the things that I'd probably be thinking about. But mostly, um, I'd be thinking about productivity with your staff. Good, good leaders in your business, good team members are going to make you money. And if you need to make more money because of the pressures on supply chains and and wage increases, productivity is going to be a key factor, I think, in your space. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's my 10 cents worth. Yeah, Phil, this has been fantastic because, yeah, um, when I when I saw all the announcements come out, I knew that there would be pros and cons to each and I knew that we needed to chat about this ASAP. So I appreciate mm. you uh, being able to break this down for us today. It's been super, super helpful. So thank you very much, my friend. Lucky last to jump in. There's yep. more coming. Ah, right? So yeah. there's, more, there's more wage increases coming. Like we all need to, I think... We all need to get over it uh, because it is coming yep. and to think differently about it. How can we make our businesses more profitable? How can we introduce, you know, increase productivity and don't, don't delve on the side of doom and gloom because it is what it is. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah, yeah. So I really do like the, like the reframe and and thinking about how we can drive productivity rather than get stuck in the fact that we have to be paying more out. Um, that's super helpful, and I think that will be super helpful to a lot of um, small businesses out there who were, yeah, a little bit shocked last week and uh, yeah. a little bit of scrambling and uh, recalculating needed to be done. But uh, this has been a super helpful discussion, Phil. So thank you so much. My pleasure.